and welcome back you stay tuners. It's your good friend Jimbo here. Flying solo this week. King is a little under the weather. Hopefully he'll be back next week, better than ever. I'm still a little hungover from the, the Eagles game last night. But it was definitely a interesting game, need, need, you know, needless to say. Eagles pulling it out. Definitely um, both offense weren't really putting many yards up or scoring that many points. But hey, at least football is back. NFL is back. And then uh, also last weekend we had a uh, college football season start the whole football season off with uh, Notre Dame, Mean Kings team, pulling out a victory against uh, the Michigan Wolverines. 24-17. It was a really good game. I mean, I, first half of the game, I really couldn't uh, couldn't watch it too much. I had my fantasy draft going on, and uh, but I got to see you know some of the big plays in the first half. Then uh, second half, I was able to watch the rest of that because uh, you know my draft got over, so I was able to get home and, and watch that. But uh, but hey, football's back, and another 30 or so days, we'll have. Uh, hockey as well so that me and King will definitely be a happy bunch of guys but uh, kind of go back to college football we'll touch on that first actually before we touch on that um, you can follow us on Twitter at ST Sports Podcast follow me at Jimbo ST Sports and you can follow King at King of Skunk Duck if you go on Facebook, we're on Facebook there as well. Um, King has uh, Skunk Duck stu uh, Studios. Go check that page out. It has some cool uh, t-shirts you could buy. Different designs and stuff like that. Um, as far as the where you can listen to us, you can find us on iTunes, uh, TuneIn, Google Play, Spotify, trying to think of some other ones that we could try to get on and be available to as many platforms as, as we could to get back to football talk since you know that's pretty much what everybody's been looking forward to for the past five six months well let's you know go back to college football this past Saturday you know like I said at the top of the show uh, me and King's team Notre Dame pulled the upset even though Michigan was ranked a couple spots lower, I think everybody thought Michigan was going to beat us. I don't know if they thought they would, you know, um, blow us out or destroy us. But, you know, we pulled out the win in typical Notre Dame fashion. We destroyed them for the first three quarters of the game and then let them back in the last quarter. I mean, you know, like I said, my fantasy draft... So the first half I couldn't really sit down and watch it, but King was, ooh, excuse me, King was uh, texting me about it and said defense, you know, our defense was awesome. Um, definitely had some big plays on offense, but you know, just one season I would like to see Notre Dame every game play a full 60 minutes and close it out, not let them back into it. But hey, you know, a win's a win. I'll take it. And we're playing, uh, I think we're playing Ball, Ball State this week. So 
hoping that they don't overlook them and just think, you know, it's a cupcake game and, you know, we can take it, take a, a step back because that's usually where we, we start to falter. Another game that uh, I was kind of curious to see how it would go. Um, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about the Urban Meyer thing. Um, he ended up getting suspended for, I think it was the first three games of this season. And I kept arguing with King about, uh, you know, Oregon State could upset them. And, uh, well, I was kind of kind of wrong there. <laughs> Oregon State lost 77-31. to 31. So, um, yeah, I, I, I was slightly wrong on that one. But, you know, we'll see how they do uh, this week, or how State does this week. They got Rutgers. That should be another blowout, another easy game for Ohio State. I mean, I was, you know, just looking at the top 25, there's really still no tough matchups for anybody, any of the big schools. I mean, you got Bama playing Arkansas State, Clemson playing Texas A&M. You know, that's... That's blah. The only game I, I really see possibly being uh, a good game is uh, number 10 Stanford against uh, 17 USC. As far as uh, this weekend, you know, like I guess with Notre Dame, my, my kids are starting to, you know, get into Notre Dame, whether it's uh, hockey or football or what, you know whatever it would be. So we're gonna sit down and watch the, the, the game together. It'll be the first game together that we've watched because, you know, obviously Nordin was on it late uh, last week. So uh, so it's going to be fun. They, they get as nuts as I do in King. So like I said, that, that should be an easy game for them. Um, then we had Thursday Night Football. Philadelphia Eagles against the Atlanta Falcons. Unveiling the Super Bowl banner and you know bringing the Lombardi Trophy out and kickoff was supposed to be 8:20 and football gods said nope not yet had to have a I think it was like a half hour uh, delay due to the rain and stuff because we got we got some uh, pretty nasty thunderstorms and stuff like that coming up through here so we had to wait a little bit longer. But once it kicked off, it felt good to have football back. Um, Nick Fullstar for the Eagles. Uh, you know, Wentz was inactive. I, I think he's still going to be another week or two away from seeing him. But you know, our, our defense definitely, uh, definitely was was a bend don't break defense. I mean. Matt Ryan kept driving down, but once he got outside the red zone, shut them right down, held them to a couple field goals in the first half. But on the flip side, Eagles offense really didn't do that much either as far as uh, moving the ball. I mean, every time Foles dropped back, it seemed like he just wanted to keep passing Nelson Aguilar, and I, I kept screaming at the TV because I was watching at the bar with my dad you know Zach Ertz was supposed to have a, a more bigger role 
you know, with Wentz being out and Jeffries being out, and even uh, our rookie tight end, Dallas Goddard. I think he had that one pass thrown to him that he, he dropped, where he, he tipped up in the air and the Falcons guy intercepted it. But here, you know, here going into this game was two high-powered offense offenses, and I think both quarterbacks didn't even sniff uh, 200 yards passing. But in the end, came down to a red zone play, and Matt Ryan just couldn't get to old Julio. You know, the, the Eagles' defense stepped up. I was glad that there was a. Uh, wasn't slowed down with with the, the helmet roll uh, calls. There was, I think, uh, officiating though. It, I think it was pretty good. I mean, it, you know, wasn't many bad calls. Uh, some of the instant replays, I, I think, I think maybe they missed one, but it, even that one was a little, um, a little iffy. Uh, I forget who caught it, but it was for the Falcons guy. Uh, I think it was a tight end. And he had his hands underneath it, but then when he was rolling, it it seemed like the, the football touched the ground a little bit. But not enough to overturn it. Um, but yeah, definitely the kickers definitely got a, a workout yesterday. Um, it was kind of funny, like the first half, like I said, I was watching with my dad. And I said, you know, it would be pretty funny if they they pull out the, the Philly Philly at some point during this game. And sure enough, I think it was like third quarter. It was third down and nine, third down and long. And uh, Bulls hiked it, handed it off to, uh, I think it was uh, Aguilar. And I saw Clement coming over. I'm like screaming at home like, no, they're, they're not going to. And sure enough, they... they did a type of play like that and later on it came out that uh, Lane Johnson said it wasn't the, the Philly Philly play it was actually the play the Patriots ran against us in the Super Bowl and he kind of took a shot at uh, Brady by saying at least you know this time around we have a quarterback to, to catch it but you know like once they did that play it, it felt and seemed like the offense had a, a little boost there. Ajayi started to come in, started running a little bit harder, started getting, you know, four or five yards at a clip. And he had that nice touchdown, you know, the, the little reach over. And I hate when running backs do that, but when it works, it works. So, uh, so then, you know, so that kicked off the NFL season. We got. All the other games coming up Sunday, Sunday night, Monday. And uh, probably, uh, I want to say some, some good games too. I mean, you got San Fran and against Minnesota at one. That, that could be a really good game. Because, I mean, both teams have good defenses. And it would be Kirk Cousins' first game, regular season game as a Viking. You have Cincinnati, Indianapolis. You got Andrew Luck's first game back in, what, a, a year and a half, two years. So I'll be curious to see how he does there. Are they going to let him loose? Or are they going to kind of play it safe and, you know, limit his, his throws and stuff like that? 
I guess this part of the show you could say these these are my picks. Because uh so like yeah, you know, like I said, San Fran, Minnesota. I, I wanna say Minnesota's gonna win that because I, I think San Fran's still kinda young. Um, you know, Garoppolo I think is gonna do good this year, but they took a hit last week at running back with uh McKinnon blowing his knee out. So I uh, I'm gonna pick Minnesota for that game. Um the Cincinnati Indianapolis game. You gotta say you gotta take Cincy just because there's so many problems with Indy. Um, defensively, you know they're they're terrible. Uh, you got Andrew Luck coming back, first time playing in two years, so you know is he gonna have some rust? It just seems like there's a lot there um, stacked up against Indy. So I got I'll go with Cincinnati there. Then you have uh, Buffalo and Baltimore. Um, I'll go with Baltimore, but I won't be surprised if Buffalo wins as a upset pick, if, if you will. Uh, then we have Tampa Bay, New Orleans at one. I mean, you gotta go with New Orleans. Tampa Bay is just a mess with the Jameis Winston stuff, and they always they always seem like. You know, they're, they're set up for a good year, and they're going to win 12 games this, this year, and they end up pooping the bed and only winning four games. So I'll go with New Orleans with probably possibly a blowout, just as long as the, the Saints cornerback uh, knows how to tackle, unlike last year in uh, the playoffs. Then you got Jacksonville and the Giants. Got Jalen Ramsey versus Odell Beckham. Um, I think Jacksonville's going to take a step back this year. Uh, so this one may be a, a low-scoring game because I don't think the Giants' offense is there. They definitely improved with Barkley being drafted, but this might be like a 17-14 type game. Then we got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Cleveland Browns with no Le'Veon Bell, which after my picks I'll get into the, the whole Bell thing that happened this past week with him and his, his teammates. But uh, again, Cleveland's going to be Cleveland. I think Pittsburgh is going to win this one, even with all the stuff going on with Bell and the team. Um, so yeah, Pittsburgh by, I want to say by 10. Then we have Houston versus New England. This one depends on if Houston defense shows up. If, if they come out strong and play tough, they, they could win this. Um, I'm actually going to pick Houston just because New England has so many problems with uh, their wide receiver core right now. they got you know injuries and suspensions and there's no one to throw to. I know Brady is, you know, God to everybody, but at some point he, he's he's not going to be a god anymore, and this this may be the game that brings him back to reality. Then we have Tennessee, Miami. I mean, again, this this could be another boring one. Um, could be a, a six-three game, just because Miami's terrible. Tennessee. Is terrible. So I think between the two, Miami's the more terrible one. 
so I'll go with Tennessee with the win. Then we have KC and the Chargers at LA. I'll go with the Chargers just because they're at home. Um, this could be a, a high uh, a high scoring game, um, just because both offenses are pretty good. So I think Chargers will pull it out late, and you know we'll see what happens with that game. Then 4:30 we got Dallas Carolina. I will never pick Dallas. It could be against my high school football team. I still will not pick them. So I'm going Carolina. Sorry, Dallas people. Then we have Washington, Arizona. I'll go with I'll go with Washington with that one. Because I think Adrian Peterson's gonna have something to say about it. He's supposed to be starting this week for Washington, so we'll see how that goes. Then four then four thirty we have Seattle, Denver. Um I think Denver has too many problems on offense right now. So I'll go with Seattle there. And then Sunday night we have Green Bay against Chicago with Khalil Mack being traded this past week to Chicago for Scrooge McDuck's gold. I mean, they gave everything in the house for, for him. But I think it was a fair trade. I know a couple of people on, on um, Twitter were reacting about the how could you give up two first rounders and blah blah blah. Well, here, here's the thing. I know Raiders fans were upset about it. My feeling is you got two first rounders. You got one to replace him because he was a first rounder. And you have another one to fill a hole with an automatic starter wherever you want to. Plus... I think there was like a sixth round or like a later round pick in there. And as far as the Bears goes, this this makes them put them right up there for you know possibly the division title. So this could be a um, a game where it shows who's going to be the division champion. I know it's early, it's the first week and everything, but. You know, definitely sets up something for possibly the the, uh, the division. But uh, I still will go with Green Bay, though, just because Chicago's offensive uh, quarterback, Trubisky, he's still young. I mean, it's his second year. So I'll go with uh, Green Bay for that one. So kind of uh, rolling back this whole Levium Bell situation, which... We talked about uh, last week or the week before, I think it was. You know, I, I was very against Bell holding out and, and wanting to get paid more money than what a running back should get, this and that. So this past week, <clears throat> he had some of his uh, offensive line, linemen come out and put him on blast. And some of them I, I, I was uh, surprised from. Um, I think the, the one lineman name I might I think it was Foster he even put on Twitter um, where's Waldo picture and I, he photoshopped Bell's face into where Waldo's face is that was a pretty good one and you know now you have the team siding with the ownership and Bell being surprised by this 
I mean, how can he come back to the Steelers now? By this point, if I was the Steelers, I would either rescind the franchise tag, which they said they're not going to, cut him, or trade him. Because there's going to be so much friction in that that locker room now. I don't think a full over a full season they're going to be able to overcome that. Um, now, just today, I believe it was, uh, Antonio Brown came out um, kind of defending Bell. Uh, decision to, to hold out. The quote he, he said, you know, it, it is true. Is, you know, they're like a family. And if any of, you, any of you listeners out there have brothers or sisters, you know yourself, you always fought with your brothers or sisters. But in the end, you always had each other's back when it came time that, you know, they needed help in some way. But like Brown said, he, he was quoted that said, no one wins when the, the family feuds. At the end of the day, we're family. We want the best for them. That's what it's all about. It's not about pointing fingers and fighting among other. We are a core group that should respect and love each other regardless of the situation. So these quotes also are, are coming from an ESPN article, and uh, the article goes on to say also several teammates criticized Bell from the locker room on Wednesday for the running back's decision to leave his $14.5 million franchise tag unsigned. One veteran player told ESPN that Bell effed us by not telling teammates he would be gone. Um, it goes on also. Uh, but the team reversed course by Thursday with guard David DeCastro saying the team liked Bell and there are no hard feelings. I know uh, also the agent came out um, while these comments were coming out this past week. And this is, I think, why some of the linemen um, got upset about it. Uh, the agent came out and said that, you know, he's only protecting his, uh, his future. But here, here's my take on it, pretty much to kind of maybe end this part of this segment. They're not going to franchise him next year, so why not just sign the $14.5 million? I'm pretty sure you could get by this year with that. And stop looking like a, a me guy and go into the offseason next year. Because by you holding out like this, only he's going to start turning teams off from trying to sign you to a big contract. And I am going to be curious to see how how it goes for him next year. But like I said, if I was if I was the Steelers, I would rescind the franchise or trade him because coming back into that locker room is going to be very Toxic, I think. I think you're going to start hearing stories of players fighting with each other, physical altercations. I think you're going to see that and hear that. The other story that came out this past week was about Mikel Kendricks um, pleading guilty to the insider trading stuff. Uh, me, and, me and King 
touched on a little bit, uh, I think it was last week, and at the time I saw that he was looking at 6 to 12 months, but the article that uh, we were touching on um, said the, the DA or whoever is heading this investigation said he wants Kendricks to have a significant amount of jail time. Well, it came out, and this is another um, article from uh, ESPN. Former Cleveland Browns linebacker Mikel Kendricks pleaded guilty to insider trading charges on Thursday and faces up to 25 years in prison. I mean, he's done. There's, there's no football left in him. You know, his career is done as far as that goes. Even if he gets a plea deal, he's probably still going to look at 10 or 15 years in prison. You know, just another good talent and a young kid wasted because he surrounded himself probably with the, I mean, well, obviously he surrounded himself with the, the wrong people. And we see this a lot, too. Um, you know, you think NFL would start implementing some type of, uh, not like player development, but like classes or something like that to help these these young guys coming into the league to teach them what to look out for as far as bad choices when it comes to you know something like this or um, alcohol or drugs or any type of um, getting, in, getting in trouble with the law. I mean, I, I just saw again, um, I think it was this morning I saw, Joseph, Joseph uh, Randall from the Dallas Cowboys. When he was playing with the Cowboys, got arrested for stealing underwear, of all things. But now today I saw he got charged with rape. Now he, here, here's another 27, 28-year-old kid. His life's over. Just because of bad choices. But uh, kind of go back to the Kendricks thing. Uh, U.S. District Judge Gene Prater asked Kendricks why he was pleading guilty. He was quoted saying, I'm making the decision because it's the right thing to do. I know that I made the decision to accept information, secret information, and it wasn't the right thing to do. And now he's looking uh, at a December 18th sentencing uh, date. So in about a week and a half we'll find out how long he's going to be in jail but not looking too good for him so with that all being said I think that's going to do it for us this week um, glad you guys joined me for this week hopefully next week we have King back better than ever like I said you could uh, as far as Twitter follow us on Twitter follow me at Jimbo ST Sports follow King at King of Skunk Duck, and you can follow the show itself at ST Sports Podcast. I've been trying to do some live tweeting, so maybe maybe I'll pick a college game tomorrow and do some live tweeting during that one. Definitely not during our game, because I'm gonna want to sit down, definitely watch that. Um, you could listen to us on iTunes, 
Spotify, Google Play, TuneIn, any other ideas you guys want us to get on, shoot us a, a message, and we'll definitely uh, do our best to get on there. But this is your good friend Jimbo, signing out. See ya.